0: (laughs) Is it good? Oh, there we go. Then, uh... just we'll just go handheld today there, we had a wedding yesterday and so sometimes things get in the wrong plugs and all of that the last the last thing would be fear that keeps us from inviting somebody and um, and I the, the antidote to that is that Holy Spirit boldness you know in, in Acts when they just when the Holy Spirit came on them and outside of their personality Outside of their gift sets, they just said, I've got to share because of everything that he, he's done in me. And there was this boldness that came over them. And they just said, I don't care what happens to me. I'm, sh- I'm going to share the gospel. And, and so there was, there was that. So that was kind of like what hinders us from sharing. Then last week, my friend Jim came and he, and he preached. And he, he talked about um, uh, kind of the, the why behind sharing. Like, why should we? If we can get over ourselves and all of the things that hinder us, why should we? And he basically, if I were to just sum it up, laid out: there's a real hell, and there's a real heaven, and and it's that whole thought of I want to plunder hell and populate heaven, <laughs> that there are people in my sphere and in your sphere who absolutely are are. On a, on the road on a one way ticket to hell, and our job is is to say, Lord, who uh, who am I supposed to share with? Who am I supposed to invite? That's all you're responsible for is who God tells you to, right? And we intercept them and we say, Hey, wait a minute, I've got an idea. Would, would you want to come with me to church? Would you want to hear my story? Would you want to hear? The... And and so Jim shared. Uh, I, I would encourage you to get that message. It was so just honest and in some ways convicting and um but it's kind of that why it's not to guilt somebody into doing some christian practice but it's just the realization that there really are people who are dying um we're we're in worship and we're going like um or anyone feel like it, it, worship went a little bit longer than normal today i mean we get done i mean it's like 1105 right now and and i i just start thinking you know uh, there are there are churches who are really sensitive to the clock and all kinds of different reasons for that um and it's and it um, and some of it's okay some of it, but but um i was sitting here and i'm thinking Today, maybe I should say why we should invite someone to this place. Because hopefully people all over our city are inviting people to their churches hopefully, and and at some level, it's to hear the gospel, but I assume that any of my friends that are preaching the gospel in their churches all across the city, and I just met with some of them this week, some of my, my pastor friends, like, I am, I pray for their churches. I know that many of them, that if, that if uh, somebody brand new came into their, to their church, that at some level, they would hear the gospel, and so what makes this place different than, than that place, and um, it's kind of the, man, when the UPS man comes up, up up our hill and into our building and says, there's something different about this place. When when somebody is uh, uh, just here in our building and they have tears rolling down their face and there's no music playing and there's no preaching and they just say, man, there's, there's something different about this place, something that's been cultivated here. And that's, the part of our vision that's the encounter, grow, release. Um, it's Our heart is that people would encounter the presence of God, grow in their walk with God, and then release their gifts from God. But it starts with an encounter at some level. It, it, it goes from just this head knowledge thing. It goes from, from saying a, a few words. It goes, and then there's like an encounter with Jesus, an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And everything shifts in that moment. we go, oftentimes we go long in worship because we're trying to decide as pastors. If, if you're not worshiping and you're just watching me, you'll see my bald head kind of, uh, kind of go back and forth over here. I'm usually just saying, Bo, what are you sensing right now? He's like, don't bother me, I'm worshiping. I'm like, right, come back over. You got anything else? Yeah, man. You know, we're, what we're trying to do our best is say, like, what are you doing right now? And how can we come in agreement with that, Lord? And and obviously, like we pray and we plan and all of this stuff. But this morning, I was just like, man, something something's different. Something shifts. And if if you've been around here at all, uh, you've you know that that my heart is that is that we would experience revival, and not just our church, but Pastor Mitch from Grace and I were praying, and Abundant Life in Grand Island were praying, and some of these other churches were like. Man, we want revival to hit this, this region. We want it to be marked by, by souls saved and people healed and people set free and, and signs, wonders, and miracles, and, and God made famous, not any particular person, and, right? Like, man, we're just going after that. And so we linger sometimes in worship because we're just sitting here like, man, we're bumping up against something. Is this the day? Is this the day? Is this the day that, like, he rends the heavens and comes down? Is this the day that, that, that something touches people's hearts and they, and they run to the altar and they, they're getting right with God and they're booger crying all over the place? And, like, is this the day that, like, the, the arm grows back or the, or the diabetes is cured or the, the cancer is eradicated? Is this the day? And so we, we wait sometimes just a little bit longer just a little bit longer. Moses, in in Exodus 33, he actually created um, a place called the Tent of Meeting. And it was designed to meet with God. That's why it was a real creative name, Tent of Meeting, right? Created a place. When was the last time you created a place to meet with God? He created this place and he brought his his uh, young apprentice Joshua with him often the, the 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 context I get when I read in here in, in Exodus 33 it, it it seems like often Joshua would come with Moses and they would go into the tent of meeting and then the presence of God would would come close and the Bible says that Moses would talk to God face to face as a man would talk with another man. I mean, it was that. And so I, I, I long for that. And I long for us to raise up a generation that's like the Joshua's that come in. And it's not just me. It's, it's the next generation and the next generation after that we're saying, man, we're going after presence. We're creating a place to meet with God. And I long for it to not just stay here. This is why we do invite your one. Because it, it, we get weird if it just stays here. It, 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 you, you just do, right? And you know it. Like if it's just about what happens in this room, eventually it just starts getting just kind of all about us. And, and uh, I loved what, what happened, though, is Joshua in my, as I read between the lines in Exodus 33, it says that Joshua stayed behind and Moses left the tent of meetings. And it was like Moses raised up a generation here that even had a greater value for the presence than the, than the generation before. But Moses also had wisdom that that generation didn't have. What was Moses' wisdom? God, if your presence doesn't go with us, we can't leave this place. Joshua was like, "Let's just stay. We'll camp out here. We'll, it's, and don't you love that heart? Don't you want that to where at some level we just say, "Just a little bit longer, Lord. Just a little bit longer, just one more song, just one more prayer, just one more minute, just, just a little bit longer. It might be today. Is this the day that you rend the heavens? Lord, just a little like I want that heart." And then I also want the heart of Moses that says, wait a minute, we can't leave here unless your presence goes with us because what's going to separate us from everybody else on the face of this earth? It, it, the only thing that separates us is your presence. You get to the end of, of Exodus and and there's there's a few chapters here where there's a bunch of just details and if you're if you're like me sometimes you're reading through some of the old testament and you're just like you know and you're just like here's another you know it was this you know use this jewel or this type of, of fabric or or this type of instrument and you're just like you're going through list after list and i almost missed it because i was dozing off and i was just like man it, you know get me to the good stuff right and and we get to the last, the last chapter of Exodus, Exodus 40. And, and this, is, this is what it says. Verse 34. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the Lord had settled upon it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle in all the travels of the Israelites, whenever the cloud lifted from above the tabernacle, they would set out. But if the cloud did not lift, they did not set out until the day it lifted. So the cloud of the Lord was over the tabernacle by day, and there was a fire in the cloud by night in the sight of all the house of Israel during all their travels. And, and, and so, so what, was, what was going on here? The glory of the Lord came. The presence of God came, came close. And they started doing what Moses was saying. We're not moving until your presence moves. And so when the presence moved, they moved. When the presence moved, they just followed. What was their role? To not get too far behind and to not get too far ahead. To just be right, right in line. Well, Galatians says that. If you live by the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit. I love that but it followed a bunch of stuff. And what did it follow? It followed them hearing God's voice and him saying, this is how you're supposed to build the tabernacle. Use this building material. Do it exactly this way. Here's the skilled um, artisans and the skilled musicians and these types of things, and do it exactly this way. And after every paragraph that says, and they obeyed God. And then they went on to the next thing. And, and, and they did this, and they did that, and they absolutely obeyed every little detail. This is what I want you to do. And what were they doing? They were preparing for something. Doing it exactly the way God wanted. Exactly the way God wanted. And after every paragraph or section, they did it exactly the way the Lord wanted, and they went on to the next place. Until. Then the glory came. The cloud covered the tent of meeting. And Moses couldn't even enter. Then I went into Leviticus and really started just falling asleep. (laughs) You know, thing after thing. And and you you have to be in the right mindset to, like, you know, to study Leviticus. Because there's a reason why it was there. I was talking to my friend, and, and I'm like, man. I don't even know why that verse was there and I mean there's some really interesting things that you should read in there and and, uh, and they're like, well, it was in there for a reason, so you better find out, you know. And we come to Leviticus chapter 10. After a bunch of regulations, a bunch of rules, a bunch of things going on, um a bunch of uh, you know obedience to this is the this is what I exactly what I want you to do exactly how I want you to do it all of this stuff the details of the Lord and then in chapter ten it says Aaron's sons now Aaron um, he was God's man uh, as far uh, um, he was supposed to he was the basically the father of all the priests that from Aaron comes the priesthood comes the, the Levites. And, uh, and that was how God designed it. So Aaron's sons would be the Levites. They would be, they would be priests. Aaron's sons, uh, Nadab and Abihu, took their censers, put fire in them, and added incense. And they offered unauthorized fire before the Lord contrary to his command. So fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. That's bad news. And, uh, the, the, you know, we're not, we're not preaching that that's happening today, that anyone's going to die. But there is a principle here that happened, is you even read in the previous chapters, the glory of the Lord came again after they did everything they were supposed to do, after they obeyed everything, after, after their hearts were right, after the, the building was right, after every little detail, this is we obey your commands, we obey your commands, and then what happened in chapter 10? They offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, and we're like, well, what is that? Well, you know, theologians go back and forth and all of this stuff, and, uh, but you know what we can all agree on? They did it their own way. They they, they said, they said, we, we, we've we got it from from here, Lord. I, I I don't know. I I kind of think that that the glory of God came and God's using their their father Aaron and and Moses. I almost feel like they're just like, maybe there was a little bit inside them that that wanted to duplicate what what had happened. Maybe it was pure motives. I don't know. But what we do know is they did it their own way. They didn't didn't obey obey the Lord. And, And it hit me this morning because I absolutely desperately want the presence of god to come and for all of the things i talk to you about to happen uh, we 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 get prophetic words about about droves of people coming coming up uh, highway 30 and driving on to dove hill and coming into our building we we get prophetic words about all kinds of incredible things that are that are going to happen and supposed to happen and i mean it's it's like enough to make my mind like explode and i'm like that's exactly what i want And I was talking to a prophetic friend of mine that doesn't go to our church. And I said, so do you think this is like one of those things where it's like the sovereign timing of the Lord that we're just waiting for God to do something and we're just kind of praying and waiting. And he's like, I I actually think that he's ready and he's waiting on us. And I said, oh man, what are you waiting on, Lord? It's like he's been ready for revival for years. And it's like, I've been saying, Bring it, Lord. I want it. I want it. I want it. And all the prophetic intercessors are going after it. We want it. We want it. We want it. And everyone's like, like, like on their knees and ripping holes in their, in their knees and, and bleeding and crying and sweating. And we want it. We want it. And he's like, Hey, hey, hey whoa, whoa, guys. God, I want it too. I really do. So here's the deal do exactly what I say. <laughs> you know what I think? Hinders revival sometimes. I mean, a lot of things. I think our hearts hinder it. I, I, think he, I think he holds back if we're not right with people in the body of Christ. I mean, and that's a simple thing. But if, you're, if, you're, if you consider yourself an active part of this church and your heart's not right with somebody else, I think I wouldn't want to be the one person holding things back. It could be you just got to, man, what if I got it right? And what if that was the key? And all of a sudden, pfft, right? I don't know. I'm not putting that on anybody. If you just felt your heart race, that was probably meant for you. They're like, he knows. He knows something. No, no I really don't. I think. Um, I think our agenda gets in the way sometimes. And I wrestled with that. I wrote a, um, a newsletter article for, for Spirit of Life. Um, I don't know. It must have, I think it was last year, end of last year or something like that or beginning of this year. And, and it was about revival. And I was just hopefully, I don't know if you read it, but I was just being honest. I'm like, there was a time in my life when if God said, do you want revival? I would say, absolutely, right now, bring it. And then there became a time, like after I became the lead pastor, where I was like, I don't know if I want it. I kind of like having people in my church you know i kind of like having butts in the seats and you know and kind of like having people hear what i have to say and you know i'm just all of these things that go you know and i had to wrestle with it because um in order for him to come that means i have to lay down everything that's my agenda and my motive and my does that make sense whether it be in your own home or whether it be in a corporate Um, body of believers like this or in your workplace, um, it's he's often going to say, hey, we can either do it your way or my way, but we're not doing it both. Try that out in your business. I've, I've, I mean, I have friends of mine that are business owners and they had to choose God's way or my way, but you can't do it both. Because his economy is way different than our economy. So that's a place to wrestle. So I tell you to invite your friend to church next week. This is what we're inviting them to. To a, an atmosphere where every once in a while, it's like, you know, we do the 25, 30 minutes of worship and we go on to the message and every once in a while, it's like an hour. And sometimes people, uh, you know, do weird stuff. And sometimes the Lord shows up and convicts hearts and sometimes someone gets healed and every once in a while there's a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom and, like, like, what I don't want to have happen is, is for us to, like, false advertise. Does that make sense? Like, I don't want you to just invite your friend and say, oh, you'll love it, like, because, you know, everything's clean and perfect and you'll get out of here at, like, would you at least let your friend or your family member know hey this may not be what you're used to but man it's it's honest it's real they preach the word they love worship they love our children they love our youth and uh, it's not everybody's cup of tea but it sure is mine i'd love for you to i'd love for you to experience it with me that would be i'd love for you to invite your friend or family member to that um, and I want revival. And this would be kind of that place where we just say, Lord, examine our hearts. Um, anybody else want revival? When I say revival, do you know what I mean? I think I've defined it a few different times, but I could define it again for you if you want. Anybody else? Is it just me? We've got, we got two. We've got three. We've got two, one going what? On. All right. It's that it really is a counting of the, the, the cost, right? And I think that's what happened to me last November was, was the Lord was like, Are you willing to lay it down? Are you willing to lay reputation down? Are you willing to lay insecurities down and fear down? Are you willing to lay offense down? Oh, oh, my gosh. That's probably the worst one. Like, I'll do everything else except for lay offense down. And uh, so, if, if you're one of those and you're with me and you just raise your hand, okay, we're gonna. No, no, I. But what I but I do, I do want you to take it seriously. I mean, if in your heart you say I'm with you, Jonathan, would you would you just say I'm not? Gonna, I don't know if that I'm necessarily going to say come forward, but would you just take it seriously in your heart? What's my role? Because it's not just Pastor Jonathan up here. I mean, it 's not for for lack of my desire. it may be for lack of my obedience and I have to examine my own self on that but it 's not for lack of my desire. What about you what 's my role and what 's god 's role that 's the part we wrestle with i shouldn't think I shared that a little bit last week what 's my role what 's god 's role what 's your role in this and It might just be that you have to lay something down. It might be that you have to sit down and have a conversation with somebody. I don't know what it is for you but for me. But if we want whatever that is, and you think and you imagine what it could look like. Man, I've heard a bunch of just incredible things that God wants to do in our church, through our church, in this city, in this region, across this nation, this, this, this powerful church on the hill. I just don't want to, I don't want to be in the way. Can I just pray for us? Maybe just take a moment here, and in your own words before the Lord, would you say, Lord, if there's anything that I'm doing that's hindering, would you just show me? He may show a, an attitude. He may show a mindset. He may show a person that you need to be right with. He, he, he I don't know. Whatever he w- wants to show you. And Pastor Kelly and your team, you can come if you'd like. show us your glory jesus show us your glory Lord, we just give you space in this place. Lord, we want it, but I don't even know if we know what we want. I, at some level, we don't even know. We we don't even know what it's supposed to look like. We don't, we just we honestly we just want you, God. We want more of you. We want we want the lost saved. We want. People set free, people healed. Jesus. We want our family members impacted. Any of you guys have family members that just need Jesus, or or need need set free from something. There's an aspect of all of this that's just me coming into agreement with Him that's all about Him. And then there's an aspect of this is what's my role? And I don't want to overemphasize God's role and underemphasize mine. And I don't want to overemphasize my role and underemphasize God's. I just want to live in that tension. Lord that you would do what you're supposed to do and I would do what I'm supposed to do would you let us live in that place God in that tension right now If you guys have a few more minutes this morning I know we maybe went just a little bit longer it's only 11:30 but I like I'd like us to just respond and in your own way maybe you need to come to the altar maybe you need to stand Maybe you need to kneel. Feel like we're preparing this room for next week. We're preparing our hearts. We're preparing this room. We're cultivating something right now in this moment so that our friends and family come to a prepared place next week. Right.